Welcome to Go Green Radio, brought to you by Covanta Energy. Reduce, reuse, recycle, rethink renewable energy and energy from waste. This program will help start you thinking about how to protect our world and its important resources. Now here's the host for Go Green Radio, Jill Buck. Welcome to Go Green Radio, everybody. I'm so glad that you could join us today. We have two guests, both of whom are with companies that are really doing some substantive work to fight plastic pollution. And we know this is a problem. We're going to talk about the magnitude of the problem in just a moment. But our first guest is Ryan Lupberger, and he is the CEO and co-founder of Clean Cult. So excited to have you on. Welcome to Go Green Radio, Ryan. Thanks so much for having me, Jill. Excited to be here. Well, let's start by talking about the plastic pollution crisis. I want to be sure our listeners understand the magnitude of the problem that your company is working to address. Yeah. So when I first started the business, I was frankly, you know, walking retail stores, right? And it's simple, but obvious is is our shelves are filled with plastic, especially in the laundry, cleaning, detergent, hand soap aisle. It's a sea of plastic at everything from club to retailers to grocery. So that really inspired the business. And the more I researched, just the, the worse it got, right? So right now only about 5% of plastic is actually recycled in the United States. I think we've, we've all heard about the plastics island. Um, and it's not getting better, right? So we really felt like we needed to take a stand and try to actually change um, how plastics were both produced and also consumed here in the United States. Well, I love it. And, and I think that's, you know, when you talk about an origin story of a company, you know, solving a problem like that, a societal problem is, is so impressive. And I'm excited to dig in more with you. But let's bring in Rob Keenan. He's the uh, chief uh, revenue officer for Boxed Water. Welcome to the show, Rob. Good to have you. Hi, thanks for having me. I'd love to know how Boxed Water views its role in combating the plastic pollution crisis. Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, so we we offer, well, Boxed Water is better is our official name, and mm-hmm. we offer a simple alternative to plastic water bottles and aluminum cans, the single-use water bottles that you see on the shelf. Um, our carton is 100% recyclable, but more importantly, 92% of it is made from renewable resources, which is trees. And and one of the things I want to point out, so it's fascinating to hear Ryan talk about um, about, about the detergent industry because we're, we're looking at plastic pollution from the single-use water uh, approach. And mm-hmm. the stats that we look at that define just how bad it is, so 70 billion bottles are made in the U.S. every year, mm-hmm. and 50 billion of those go into the either oceans or landfills. So recycling is not working. But what that means is that 9 million tons are going in the ocean, and it takes over 700 years for a bottle to actually break down. And while it's breaking down, it actually starts to resemble um, food for, for, for sea animals. And there's animals that are dying because they're, they're eating all this. They think they look like jellyfish. They think they're eating them, and it's not. And so the math that we do that just to dimension this is that it takes average 12 minutes to drink a bottle of water. And that leads to about 700 years of pollution. Mm-hmm. So, so if, if, if Ben Franklin drank a bottle of water or, or Leonardo da Vinci drank a bottle of water, it'd still be around today. So it, it, the magnitude wow. is, is enormous. And box water okay. is a simple alternative to that. 
Wow. Oh, that that's the first time I've heard it put that way. And that is mind blowing. That that was really yeah. uh, profound. Thanks for that, Rob. Ryan, I want you to talk to us about Clean Cult's sustainable packaging solution and and how consumers are responding so far. Yeah, well, Rob hit it on the head, right? It, it's it's a massive issue. And, you know, something you didn't even talk about is also the health effects, right? So we have the environmental effects. We also have the microplastics in our bodies, right? So it's just, it's a it's a terrible problem. So um, Clean Cult, we are the first company in the world to put soap cleaners and detergents in a milk carton instead of a plastic bottle, very similar to box water. And they were actually an early inspiration to us. So I actually saw their packaging in 2016 on shelf. And I said, could we do this in cleaning? Right. So we've been at it mm-hmm. for about six years. And, you know, it's been it's been a long journey is it's a new form factor in hand soap, dish soap, all purpose when people see this on shelf. Right. So it's taken time for education, but it feels like for the first time ever, a groundswell is developing. So earlier this year, we launched nationwide at Walmart in um, really all of our, our cleaning categories. And finally, people are taking a stand. So I think the way we see it is it's taken you know, 10, 20 years to develop awareness for the plastic issue. Then it took another five years to develop alternatives to the plastic issue like box water and clean cult. And now finally consumers are saying we demand an alternative. So we're, we're really just excited mm-hmm. that we're finally seeing these categories change and transform right, right before our eyes. Well, and I think there's a lot to be said for where consumers can access a product. Um, and and yep. I know that Walmart isn't the only place that you have product. Talk to us about some of the other retail locations where consumers can find these very easily. Yeah, well, you bring up a good, good point, Jill, because it's, um, it's not just consumer demand, but it's also distribution, right? And mm-hmm. I think the retail channel has to change. And we've been really encouraged by retailers actually doing what they say they want to do, right? So mm-hmm. Walmart brought us in nationwide earlier this year, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond before, obviously they had the challenges we were with nationwide. We're in CVS, Walgreens, Kroger, um, and really multiple retailers around around the country and actually in Canada. And um, it, it's important, right? Because we know that there's consumer demand. We know that we need to shift, but it's the access that's been a challenging historically mm-hmm. in hand soap, dish soap, all purpose and laundry. Um, so that's really taken a, a challenge to solve. But we're really, you know, deeply appreciative and excited about the retail partners. That's wonderful, Ryan. Rob, for listeners who may have never held a boxed water is better product in their hands, tell us about your sustainable packaging solution and some of the, you know, the challenges that you've overcome in the last basically decade and a half, I guess, since you guys first hit the yeah. market. Yeah, we've been, we're, we're approaching our 15th year, which is, which is mind boggling to our, to, to, when we, when we think about it. Um, but our, our package itself, it's, it's, it's been a long journey and, and frankly, it, it's in our name. It's, it, we are big on, on progress, not perfection. So, so we always say that we're, we're better than plastic and, and single use aluminum, um, but not as, but, but, the best would be just to to use refillable and 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 until the day when seventy billion bottles aren't being made, um we don't mind being out of a job but but until that day, we're a good bridge product that's better than the alternative um, and we've had some really cool wins along the way, so the box itself has has uh, has multiple layers in it. So 92% of it is made from paper. There's a, uh, a film, a plastic film that's on it, and then the cap is plastic. 
but we were excited two years ago um, to innovate, and we actually made these plastic pieces are now being produced from the waste from the newspaper industry. So the newspaper industry has a lot of leftover pulp, and our manufacturer found a way to extract the oil from the pulp in an efficient way so that now our caps, uh, along with uh, along with the paper portion, is all comes from trees, which is 100% renewable. You can you can plant more trees. You can't plant more more plastic. You can't you can't put bauxite back into the into the ground. So mm-hmm. so that's been a big win for us to get the highest renewable content compared to a, a can or a bottle, which is zero percent renewable content. Um, the other thing that's fascinating that people don't see is that um, before you fill our, our our box, we ship everything flat to to the filling station. So Basically, in the amount that it takes to ship one truckload of our cartons, that equates to 26 truckloads of empty bottles. Wow. So even in the production process, we're removing different levels of carbon and we're reducing our carbon footprint. And so even our, 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 our 500 milliliter is certified as carbon neutral um, because of all the little steps along the way that we found in order to, in order to improve it. That's fascinating. And and I think it, this is the first time I've been watching boxed water for a long time, but I this is the first time that I understood some of the minutia of your innovations. And that is really, really exciting to share with our listeners. Ryan, it's crazy. Beside, the, the other, the other yeah, thing go I'll ahead. There, I apologize. The other thing you don't think of is just the to make a bottle or to make a can requires tremendous amount of, of energy and heat mm-hmm. to mold these things. And you can look it up online. I, I have. Whereas our box is like origami, you're basically just folding it. Mm-hmm. So, you, so that's mm-hmm. another huge. We have we have 36 percent of the carbon footprint from our box compared to a a can or a or a bottle. Wow, that's impressive, uh, Ryan. Besides packaging, how are your products more sustainable than traditional products? Yeah, and I, I love hearing Rob talk too because it's just uh, he has a very similar story. So I, I always enjoy uh, being on and hearing, obviously, the innovation yeah. here that we're we're both doing. Yeah, Rob and I were geeking out about this earlier. So <laughs> <last laughs> um, yeah, so the, you know, the cleaning industry is an interesting industry, right? Because it's really gone through an evolution. We had World War II, and then everyone moved to buying machines, laundry, dish, um, and the house basically become a petroleum haven, right? So we had really hyper-effective petroleum cleaners um, launch, let's call it, in the 40s, 50s, 60s, right? Then in the late 1990s, Seven Generation came along and said, why do we have to use all these really harsh petroleum-based ingredients that don't degrade well, right? So you think about end of life, they just said it's really hard to degrade that basically link, that that membrane of that cleaning, right? So they Mm -hmm. said, let's do plants. And they really innovated in the space throughout the 2000s and said, why do these cleaners have to be um, so, you know, harsh and, and bad for the downstream ecosystem? So then we had Method, Mrs. Myers, we call it Sustainable V2. And they said, why does it have to be just for dark green customers, right? Leaves and trees on it. What if we could make mm-hmm. natural cleaning attractive, easy, accessible? And they, they did it. But all of these players were using plastic bottles and a lot of it. And Rob's already said the why of the shipping to production to the carbon. It's a really challenging, frankly, um, form factor use. So for us, our vision is sustainability from start to finish. So we've already talked about the packaging, right, and the cap, the manufacturing. Our ingredients are a huge focus of ours. So we use only biodegradable ingredients. 
essential oils, really effective coconut-based ingredients alongside carbon-neutral shipping. And then that plastic cap that Rob talked about, we actually do, we're, we're U.S. plastic neutral certified. So all of the plastic from all those caps, we also actually end up taking out of the ecosystem. So we want to deliver the most sustainable product that actually cleans um, to consumer stores basically worldwide. I love it. That's a great story, Ryan. And we're going to dig deeper into that um, as we move along. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we have so much more to talk about with Ryan and Rob. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a clean world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us today. And if you're just tuning in, let me catch you up. Today, we're talking about two companies that are doing amazing things to combat the plastic pollution crisis. We're talking with the CEO of Clean Cult, Ryan Lepberger, and we're talking with the Chief Revenue Officer of Boxed Water is Better, uh, Rob Keaton. And Rob, you know, we just before the break, we talked to Ryan about the sustainability of not just the packaging he's using, but of the products themselves. And I'd love for you to talk about the water in your products. What steps are you guys taking to ensure that the water is sourced in a sustainable way? Yeah, no, it's funny. Ryan and I were just talking about, we don't, we don't have to think about all the chemicals, all the materials and and how to, how to make that better uh, that he's doing, which I think is phenomenal or how it interacts with our product, but um, it all goes down to the details. So, so we have an eight step process to purify our water, to make sure it's perfectly pure. We have no BPA. 
Everything is neutral pH. We've actually won awards um, for the water, for the taste of the water, which is funny. Before I before I worked here, I never thought about the taste of water, but <laughs> if water has a taste just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but like little things, we, we make sure that we're flushing our filters uh, every day, and, and that reduces the wastewater that comes off of our site. Um, like I said earlier, as far as we... We ship all of our cartons flat so that we so that we use less carbon that way and less less diesel. Um, we have near source filling, so we have different uh, filtration sites closer to the consumer, so that we don't have to ship as far as um, single source. So, you know, not to berate anybody, but if you were to buy a, a water from, let's say, an island in Fiji, um, that water mm-hmm. has to come. 6,000 miles uh, mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on a cargo ship, which is just tremendously bad for the environment. We make sure that our, our filtration plants are very close. Um, the other thing that we did, which um, three or four years ago, is we, we actually um, um, took a third, hired a third party to do an ISO-certified life cycle assessment of, of every aspect of, of extraction, production, delivery, uh, even the, the, the production of our materials and to see what the impact would be on the environment uh, with an ISO-certified approach. And that allowed us to see where all the hotspots are across our whole line. And then we've been focusing on certain things that, that we can look to improve as we go. And that's where, for example, the plant-based cap came from. Um, mm-hmm. So we're constantly looking. It's in our name. We're constantly looking to see what can we do better. And the life cycle assessment has been the best thing for us to be able to see where Different areas affect um, different the, the smog production, the ozone depletion, and other hot uh, other climate impact areas that that um, we can reduce and we can tweak along the way. I'm so glad to hear you know all that you guys are doing to to look at not just um, the filtration but the the water sourcing and and what have you. You know there have been companies over the years that have gotten a black eye in different areas of the world that were water stressed and, you know, uh, their extraction of, of water for their products was not met well. And, and we also know that a lot of municipal tap uh, <laughs> uh, and, and water agencies are having a lot of trouble with some chemicals, you know, PFAS chemicals being one category. Mm-hmm. And even some bottled water companies have had those chemicals found in their their products, and it's really hard. I mean, uh, there's so many factors yeah. that go into water sourcing, for sure. It's it's amazing, and, and yes, we we test against about well about eighty different um, PFAS being one of them, the different uh, impurities that would be in our water, and and, and mm-hmm. thank God we've got experts uh, in the back room because yeah. we are completely clear of of all that materials. We've never been and, and never will be. Um, we'll, we'll have that. And we are also fully transparent. You can go to our website and you can look at, at what our tests are and what, what, what we test against. Um, that's awesome. And that, that's one of the other things that we do. Our life cycle assessment, fully online if you want to look at it, um, because we're not perfect and there are areas that we can improve upon and those are the areas that we're working on. I love it. I love it. And I think more and more consumers who are in areas where their drinking water is contaminated with PFAS and it's about... 47 million Americans and counting, um, <laughs> according to recent yeah, studies, yeah. they're starting to look at that because when they look for alternatives to their drinking water supply, they want to know that it's PFAS free. So that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Ryan, let's, 
yeah. Is, is there something else you wanted to say, Rob? I'll give you a chance. No, I'm sorry. That was my verbal. I went, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I, I would love for you to talk to us about your carbon neutral shipping solution. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and I'd really love to hear more. Yeah. So, you know, Rob's already mentioned this is, is our solutions need to be better. And how do we look at this from the whole life cycle, right? So Rob talked about an LCA and LCA is really analyzing every step of your products from production to sourcing, to delivery, to consumption, to recycling. Right. And mm-hmm. when we did, you know, frankly, a slightly um, smaller life cycle analysis, given they've been around a little bit longer, but when we did our LCA, we identified shipping was one of the largest emitters of carbon for us, right? Because we started direct-to-consumer, and when we start direct-to-consumer, we ship our milk cartons and our glass bottles in a box, right? The box mm-hmm. is all um, responsible for us, so it's FCA certified, but there's still carbon in that shipping. So we said, how do we solve that? So we looked really around the U.S. for a partner that could effectively remove the carbon we were emitting from that, because we identified that we could not limit that carbon. It was going to be emitted no matter what. Um, so we worked with a carbon fund, and who they are is effectively they measure all of our shipments across retail and direct-to-consumer, and then take those shipments and say, you've emitted X carbon. And then we invest in carbon offsets and programs like different forest projects to actually remove that out of the ecosystem. So I think Rob, again, mentioned it well. There's a lot of greenwashing going on right now in the United mm-hmm. States, and especially during Earth Month and Earth Day, so we really want to be able to be transparent, believable, truthful, and effective in sustainability across the product, right? So we really try to invest in that across the board. I love that, Ryan. And I think consumers really, really appreciate that, maybe even more than some of the traditional brands quite understand at this point. But um, I think what you're doing is amazing. Rob, you guys achieved uh, the carbon neutral certification for your top selling carton. And you also have some investments in trees and forestry that I'd love for you to talk to us about. Yeah, no, it's exciting. We're very proud. It took took a long time. Um, to officially get certified as carbon neutral for our 500 milliliter, our, our 16 ounce. Um, and it goes back to uh, the, the rigorous internal audit. Uh, audit. This, this, this third-party ISO certified life cycle assessment um, took over a year, and, and it's done by, again, a third party. This group, you know, the, the ISO certification also comes, they're the ones who are, who are looking at Ford Motor and, and and all kinds of different companies. So everybody is put through this this filter where they're looking at every aspect of your business and how does it impact ozone depletion, global warming, smog, acidification, all these different categories that have been that have been called out by the international um, community as areas to assess. Um, and then we submitted that to climate. Climate Impact Partners, um, and they're they're a governing body that also looks and, and then evaluates to make sure that your your carbon footprint is um, is 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 neutral, and and that and then they go back and assess the LCA to make sure that that is um, that is done correctly. And at the end of the day, we have found that um, we we are able to offset over over about two thousand tons of CO two. Through our internal operations, and that allows us to um, to be to make the claim and have the certification of being carbon neutral. Um, the other thing that we do, which um, is just a something that we do because because it's the right thing to do, um, a lot of a lot of beverage brands you'll you'll know um, they 
they put their money behind celebrities, they put their money behind endorsers, sports endorsers. Um, about four or five years ago, when we were we, when we were um, still looking at the best way to to, to get our name out there, uh, we decided to put our money towards um, towards tree planting and reforestation. So we're part of one percent for the planet, and we are working with the National Forest Foundation. So every time you post a picture of our box on your social media feed with the hashtag uh, Better Planet, we will plant two trees in a national forest completely for free. So we planted that. over 1.5 million trees so far, uh, and it's a beautiful thing where where we say the trees are our celebrities. Jennifer Aniston's <laughs> not our celebrity; the trees are our celebrities. And, I love and that. What's happened is it's built this community of people. You know, you've got parents who are showing their kids about reforestation and about about plastic pollution online. You've got teachers who are doing this with their classes. You've got hotels that are doing it when people check in. So it's created this whole movement. Of people to 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 help help do one thing better and plant plant trees in the easiest way possible, and then this year we just announced that we're partnering with One Tree Planted, uh, and that's an organization that is planting trees in urban cities in order to help with the uh, with the urban canopy that's been kind of decimated mm-hmm. over the last ten to fifteen years. Um, so again, it. it goes back to where where do you put your efforts and and what we're doing is is not only the product being carbon neutral, but then also making sure that um, we're supporting and and trying to do all we can to help help this planet beyond just the product. That is so fantastic, Ryan. How's it going with your glass containers? Is that a solution that's here to stay, or will you be looking at other options in the future? Yeah, so cleaning is an interesting category, right? Because for for water, for example, you have, you know, box water and you can drink it. Whereas with our Mm. refills, you have to refill a vessel, right? So if I'm buying hand soap, dish soap all purpose, I can't directly use that carton, right? It has to go into somewhere. So we started the brand with uh, really beautiful, permanent, refillable glass bottles. And you pair it with your hand soap, your dish soap, and other categories, Um, and they did really well, right? I, you know, I think we had some really good adoption, and it goes to what are the most sustainable materials? It is paper, number one, then it is glass, right? We mm-hmm. do have some exciting innovation. We're sharing here in about 30 days that are launching. It's going to be our first fill bottles, um, but not not yet. So it's uh, that's going to be mm-hmm. public here in about 30 days or so. Even more innovation in the market. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, I can't wait. We'll have you back on to make the announcement. That'll be great. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You know, Rob, when you disrupt an industry like plastic, which is a byproduct of oil, you can count on criticism. How have you dealt with detractors like the Center for Accountability in Science? Uh, well, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> it's very frustrating. I, I'm on the one hand, you know you're doing something right when the plastic lo- lobby has their target on us, mm-hmm. and, and they're going out of their way to, to call us out. Um, but and, and what we're realizing is that that these lobbies um, they have decades worth of, of tricks up their sleeves, um, and it starts with throwing around misinformation to try to confuse the consumer. So, so the. Certain lobbyists have created these official-sounding um, centers and, and names, and then they publish uh, um, their side of the story. Um, and what what I hope and what we do is that people in the press, that they, they just check their sources. Because 
um, what we have found is that some of these things get cited by other news news organizations, and then it all of a sudden gets into the into social media, and people think that it's fact. Um, they mm-hmm. also can spend money to boost these things. So if you if you if you look up why is box water better, you know they can they can make it rise to the top. So that's the first thing you read. Um, so so my hope is just that people just pick up and 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 look through their sources and make sure that that they're not. Uh, being funded by the by the plastic or the aluminum industry, uh, the, what we do is we 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 will call out and we will write to the, the news organizations and we'll give them the facts to say, hey, did you know where this? You know, you cited this. Do you know that what we can do? Um, do, do you know that here's the other side of the story? And 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 nine out of ten of the editors will will go back and and um, recant or rewrite a, a story based on both sides of of the argument. Um, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know we. We've been vetted for over 15 years by multiple groups. Um, we're, we're, we're smack dab in the target of, of every group that, that wants to say that we're not, we're not, um, not great. Uh, mm-hmm. and what we do is we, we are fully transparent. We put the life cycle analysis right on our website. We will, we will tell you, you know, here's, here's where we're good. Here's where, where we need mm-hmm. to improve. Um, our saying is that, you know, progress over perfection. We, we know that, that we are much better. We're, we're again, we're 64% better in a carbon footprint than, than a bottle or a can, and and, mm-hmm. and you know, exponentially Absolutely. better when it comes to renewable. Well um, said. And so you yeah. got to you got to keep moving forward. Absolutely. We'll help you. <laughs> We're going to take a quick commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> but when we come back, we have so much more with Ryan and Rob. So don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're 
You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. So glad that you could join us. Um, I want to go right into this next question, Ryan. You know, I've been doing Go Green Radio for 15 years. And at that time, when I first started, the products that we were covering were geared towards what we called LOHAS consumers at that time, lifestyles of health and sustainability. And the, the idea was there were some consumers out there who were willing to pay more for sustainable products, but a lot of those product lines were out of reach for consumers that are on a budget, which is like most of us. <laughs> um, how has Clean Cult addressed that issue? Yeah, well, I think Rob closed out the last segment well. The unfortunate reality is that the cheaper your products are, you know, plastic bottles, bad ingredients, the more room and more dollars you have to market, either disinformation or just general marketing, right? So we, we really had to rely on customers and retailers to advocate. So we spent effectively the last five years figuring out how to innovate, again, with chemicals, detergents, laundry, hand soap, biodegradable ingredients in cartons, right? But we were you know, about 30% more expensive. We've spent now the last four years getting it to price parity now with the leading natural cleaners. So what that means is you know, our costs are more expensive than them right? We have a little bit less budget, frankly, to market. But at the same time, these retailers have been really supportive. So I think the fortunate side is there is a groundswell, which I think we both mentioned, that there's enough partnership excitement, enough commitments of these different retailers to put better products on shelf, right? The downside is we've seen customers not willing to spend more. And look, there's a recessionary environment. Obviously, the economy is, is having a challenging time. So I think the fact is, you know, you have to get to price parity. And you have to be a really effective cleaner. And you have to be really accessible. Um, and I think it comes down to consumers advocating for products like this and less marketing, but more trial because of that price parity. So mm-hmm. that's how we have addressed it is just spending a lot of time trying to get to the same price points and actually... Um, accepting that. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's so important because at the end of the day, even consumers that really want to do the right thing, I mean, they have to make tough choices with their budgets. And so yeah. really appreciate your focus on on the consumer's ability um, to pay for what they, what they need. Now, Rob, I want to ask you why boxed water is better opted for plant-based material versus aluminum, because there's a lot of folks, especially on the municipal solid waste side that say, you know, aluminum is infinitely recyclable. Why did you guys opt uh, for something other than aluminum? No, it's a great question. And, and frankly, I, as a, as a marketer, I love the term infinitely recyclable because basically the, the aluminum industry created that term um, for people to be able to say that and feel better that it's better than plastic. When, mm-hmm. um, when it's, it's the, the fact of the matter is, is that, um, Aluminum has many good uses. Single-use aluminum is really not one of them. Um, mm-hmm. After decades of trying, fewer than 50% of the cans are actually being recycled. So 60% of the cans that are being made right now are still harvested from bauxite from the ground. 
So it's really not a renewable resource. It's really not being infinitely recyclable. Um, but that's a good term that makes everyone feel good about about aluminum. Um, the fact of the matter is is that uh, it it has takes a tremendous amount of energy. Uh, you have to create. You have to basically uh, extract, smelt, roll, mold. Uh, the cans, actually part of the life cycle analysis, we compared it to, we compared our carton to a bottle and a, and a can, and the cans in, on a lot of factors are actually worse than the bottles uh, because of the mm-hmm. amount of, of smelting, the amount of energy it takes, the amount of heat and pollution that's created, uh, not to mention the strip mining that needs to be done in order to, in order to remove this bauxite. It takes... If I remember correctly, it takes about 30 tons of bauxite to make one ton of aluminum. So, wow. so there's tremendous amount of waste in the uh, in the aluminum industry. Um, but I have to I have to hold it to the to the the aluminum industry and 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 to the big soda because soda has a lot of a lot of can manufacturing. So they want you to choose cans because they don't want to move away from that. Um, I have to hold it to them. Infinite recycling is a, is a nice catch term. Again, I feel good about the consumer. I know that they'll they'll figure it out over time. It's just going to take time for them to to do their homework and, and realize um, that the cans really aren't that much better. Um, they just don't float when they when they get poured into the ocean the way plastic mm-hmm. floats. Mm-hmm. Good mm-hmm. point. Good point. Now, Ryan, some municipalities don't accept cartons in their recycling or composting streams. Are you working with the Carton Council to rectify that situation for consumers in those areas? Yeah, well, let's first just to maybe take a step back as who is the Carton Council, right? So the Carton Council is really the preeminent carton body domestically who has tried to move carton recycling forward, right? So, We've already talked about how cartons are better than all the other materials to start with, but not Mm -hmm. everything gets recycled, right? So we're already ahead of where other forms are. The Carton Council is trying to close that gap, right? So we call it MRF, which is a material recycling recovery facility specifically. Mm -hmm. And they've worked with all these MRFs around the country to get them basically better at recycling and accepting the carton material stream and then developing an end-of-life sales cycle for those material, right? So both paper mm-hmm. and, and the aluminum lining, right, um, or the, the plastic lining that we've talked about. So Carton Council is, is I think they've, they're a great partner because right now, cartons and paper is the only growing recycling stream in the United States, so we've come up from, you know, single digits recycling, let's call it 20, 30 years ago, to very high, roughly, I think, 69%. And Rob can check me if I'm getting my numbers right here. No, um, you States has, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <not perfect. laughs> uh, has access to carton recycling. And a lot of that is due to the carton council. So, yes, and I, why I get so excited about this is we've seen a, a real negation of recycling and all these other form factors, aluminum, plastic, PE, across the board, cartons continue to grow. And the unfortunate part about COVID is we lost 10, 15, 20 years of progress in recycling, right? And it started to come back, but cartons didn't, right? Um, So we're, again, just really excited that cartons remain the best form factor from LCA to start, but also end of life. And the Carton Council is one of the main reasons that those MRFs are, are having success. Mm-hmm. Rob, same question for you. Anything you want to add about working to increase the opportunities to recycle cartons in municipalities that currently don't have that capability? 
Yeah, well, I think Ryan did a great job. And, and yes, we cartons are the only um, uh, material that's actually improving. Um, in California, the only one I'll throw out there is in California in particular, it's 77% of households have access to carton recycling. In Canada, 95% of households have it. So so mm-hmm. it can be done. And And the recommendation I would give would be Call your municipality. Demand drives um, results. So this is why I love Clean Cult. This is why I love, you know, the, the boxed wines that are out there. The more consumers use the boxed product, the more the municipalities are going to see it, and that's what drives the demand for them to go to the Carton Council. Carton Council has a myriad of ways from optical sorters to robotic sorters for them to implement and, and improve their their sorting capabilities. Um, but it all goes back to demand. When 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 more consumers are using this, then 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 the municipalities will be forced basically to get the appropriate machinery to 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 make their change. And then we'll get up to ninety five or one hundred percent. Well, and I want to give a big remember, shout out. One other thing oh, I'll go say, ahead. Remember, 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 plastic and aluminum have been, they've been doing this since the seventies. Mm-hmm. I, I still remember you know the old ad with the with the the, the Native American crying. Because mm-hmm. of plastic pollution, that was back in 1973. So, yep. so they've had a 50-year head start to us. So, the fact that we've already gotten up to 69% in this short time, I think it's nothing short of remarkable. I think you're yeah. right. I, I want to give a big shout out to my favorite person at the Carton Council, Debbie Dodson. Uh, she's my partner oh, yeah. in crime in many things <laughs> in California. Well, Yes, she is. And so um, thank you for that, guys. Ryan, because you're in the cleaning industry, um, cleaning products industry, as COVID infections begin to trend upward again, what's your message to consumers about the efficacy of your products compared to some of the traditional brands? Yep. Yeah, well, I I think the big call out here is disinfecting is not always necessary, right? So we, we say that, obviously, for COVID purposes. Um, your body has a natural protective membrane on your skin, right? There's good bacteria and bad bacteria. And when you use some of these sanitizing disinfecting products, that kills that protective membrane, right? So there's a lot of different sources that just recommends hand soap versus disinfecting. Um, Mm -hmm. And we believe we have a, a really effective hand soap, right? So we obviously want people to be protected. We want people to use what they feel like is most effective, um, but again, disinfecting is just not necessary to kill these germs when your body already has such a protective membrane that really is affected when you use the sanitizing products versus just standard hand soaps. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know that, you know, in the coming months, we'll be, you know, getting a lot more messaging from the government about, you know, what to do again, if anybody's forgotten, mm-hmm. <laughs> besides masking and, and what have you. Yeah, I will say we're uh, already starting to uh, have our our wash your hands that twenty second happy birthday messaging again. <laughs> so you're going to see some more marketing and support oh, wow. uh, come come out here soon. Yep, that's awesome. Well, and we can amplify that. So, uh, you know, if if huh. we get a chance to see your your social media posts, we can make sure that mm-hmm. we we share those widely. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk with Ryan and Rob about some public policy issues um, and some more issues around the fiber uh, involved in carton packaging. And so there's so much more to talk about. Don't go away, folks. There's more Go Green Radio right after this.
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Take a wild guess. How much garbage generated in the United States today is converted into energy? Is it 26%, 43%, or 14%? Working here and around the world to produce a reliable supply of clean, green energy, Covanta Energy works with communities to turn household trash into energy. Oh, yeah, that question I asked earlier? Today, only 14% of U.S. garbage is converted to energy. Just 14%. Covanta alone processes half of that municipal solid waste into renewable energy for a cleaner world. For more information about Covanta Energy, visit us today at www.covantaenergy.com. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You're listening to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Jill would love to hear your comments or questions on today's show, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Write to us, too. Save some trees and send us an email to gogreenradio at gmail.com. That's gogreenradio at gmail.com. Now back to Go Green Radio with your host, Jill Buck. Welcome back to Go Green Radio, everybody. We are having an awesome conversation with the representatives of two companies that are battling plastic pollution and so much more. I mean, they are tackling their carbon footprint. They are looking at all kinds of sustainability options throughout their supply chain and throughout their operations. We're talking with the CEO of Clean Cult, Ryan Lupberger. It's so awesome having him on. And we're also talking with Rob Keenan, who's the chief uh, revenue officer for Boxed Water is Better. And we are having a great time. Um, Rob, California recently passed a landmark bill to reduce plastic packaging. It was SB 54. I'm actually on the working group for implementing that bill. And I can't help but wonder if companies that currently use plastic packaging are reaching out to you guys for advice or guidance to transition to carton packaging. Do you interface with other other companies who are trying to make the switch away from plastic? Well, first, thank you for working on that bill. We are fully in support of SB 54 and think that um, you're leading, the leading, as usual, California is leading the way <laughs> with, um, with trying to, to move this forward, and hopefully the rest of the country will follow over time. Um, to answer your question, so we, we are interfacing with, with more with customers than anybody else who are aware of this, and, and um, more and more hotels, especially in California, have been calling us to reduce their plastic usage. Um, again, it's almost it's like invisible um, to most consumers, but when you when you think of a of a hotel, they've got anywhere from 300 to to, to 700 rooms. Each room will have a couple of bottles in it, and then they have their fitness rooms, and they have their pool side, and then they have so so thousands and thousands of bottles goes through each hotel that you drive past as you're driving through driving through a city, and and so. 
a lot of organizations, and it's wonderful to see, um, schools, hotels, corporate offices, um, universities, they're, they're calling us to, to say, we, we want to do something about this. Um, and we really, we, a company like Alaska Airlines has completely gotten rid of their, their plastic water bottles. They've switched to us about two years ago. And, and it costs them more money. We, we do cost more money than, than plastic. Plastic is cheap. Um, but they made the move, and frankly, the consumers have been um, effusive about it. We're actually the number two posted item on their um, on their social media. So, so I think the more successes companies have in moving over, uh, the more other companies are going to be challenged to to do that. I know Alaska Airlines has, has thrown down the the gauntlet to the other airlines mm-hmm. and say, "We can do it. Why don't Why don't you?" And by mm-hmm. the way. Alaska, by switching again, it's it's invisible to to the to the average person. Um, they have removed the every year they remove the weight of eighteen seven thirty sevens worth of plastic wow. that basically goes into your hand and you know in a little in a little eight 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 ounce bottle. Wow, that's impressive. I, that's the first time I've heard that stat. And and because plastic is light, that's a lot of bottles. That's <laughs> so a lot that's of a, yeah, eighteen planes worth of every year. Wow, uh, it's mind boggling. That is crazy. So Ryan, same question for you. You know, I I don't know if SB fifty four is something you guys are following, and and if any companies that are trying to transition away from plastic, reach out to you guys. Um, you know, what's happening in your world on this? Yeah, well, if we take a pause, it's just how exciting. It's one of the first landmark legislative items to reduce plastic in the United States, right? It's it's such a moment. It's, it's a moment for the industry. It's a moment for our categories. It's a moment, like, just for, frankly, optimism, I think, in the United States. Mm-hmm. And if we... If we looked at California as a country, I think it's, what, the sixth largest country economy in the world. Mm-hmm. So this is not just California. This is going to affect the United States. It's going to affect re- really everywhere in some ways, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, SB 54 is broken down into a couple pieces, and you know this far better than I do, Jill, <laughs> being on the working <laughs> group, but both plastic reduction as well as um, recycling and then mm-hmm. a lot of adherence to recyclable materials, right? Then eventually compostability right. and some other pieces. But mm-hmm. for us, we're seeing a big groundswell in retailers asking us. So Rob mentioned customers, hotels. We're also seeing retailers. So we have everyone from Walmart, obviously the broadest nationwide, and a lot of retailers who need to get recyclable and plastic and a lot of reduction of plastic on their shelves. And there's not many options in cleaning, right? So we are launching in, we just launched in Kroger, launching in a bunch more retailers. And we're actually getting a lot of inbound from everything from, um, gummy to sunscreen to all these different non-food mm-hmm. products that want to put their, their you know, formulation on paper packaging. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a fascinating time. And, you know, these retailers don't know how to do it. We also have these massive strategics like Unilever, Procter & Gamble, and Henkel, who have committed to what's called the U.S. Plastics Pact, which is mm-hmm. another, um, you know, regulation of plastic, and they have to add 100% recyclable, 30% reduction of plastic, and then some version of biodegradability, right? So it's mm-hmm. not just SB 54, but we're seeing this across consumers to customers to producers, and I think no one quite knows what's going to happen just yet, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's the exciting piece. So, yeah, we're, we're hearing it from from all ends. That's awesome. Rob, I want to go to you. What are some of the greatest challenges and opportunities that are on the horizon for boxed water is better? 
Well, I guess we've touched on a couple of the the, the, the largest challenges to, is is still combating misinformation um, and and skepticism in the sense of um, just the other day we had a a hotel group say that our, our hotels want want you, but we don't believe that you're recyclable. Um, and and again, the, the industry is changing so quickly that that what we knew two years ago is different than what we know today. So constantly educating the the the, the trade and the consumer that um, that for example, the Carton Council is making great inroads, and there there is 69% of people are live live where it can be recycled, and it's only getting better. So combating the misinformation, educating the consumer. Um, what, 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 where the optimism comes through is that uh, I, 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 I'm old, so I remember the mm-hmm. years where, where nobody, nobody in their 20s, 30s, or 40s talked about plastic pollution or any pollution for that matter. So mm-hmm. the fact that not only do you have a, a really engaged consumer, I mean, all of our research shows that anybody, especially anybody under the age of 40, is, is looking for ways to reduce their actively looking for ways to reduce their their carbon footprint. That that tells me the future the future looks bright. And now it's really just getting the right information in front of them, and then the power of uh, social media and the power of 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 the internet. People are are doing so much research, and they're getting through the misinformation, and they're coming. And and I love the fact that like Ryan talked about the retailers, the fact that retailers are moving towards this away from uh, you know the profit picture of of um, 50 years worth of of plastic water or 50 years of of you know big detergent Th- those mm-hmm. are all great signs that things are moving towards the future in the right way absolutely mm-hmm. ryan in the minute or so that we have left uh, what parting thoughts would you like to leave with our listeners yeah i i think that the biggest piece for me is it doesn't have to be this way, right? In the quick history lesson of household cleaning products, we haven't always been liquid detergents, liquid hand soaps in plastic bottles. It's actually very recent, right? So mm-hmm. again, 40s, 50s, 60s, laundry was mostly sold in powder, and it was powder in corrugate plastic-free boxes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all think that this, the reality of what we consume is the reality for a reason or is a reality because it's always been the reality. It's not the case at all, right? So it is very recent that plastic bottles have garnered so much distribution and consumption. So I, I say that because if it's never always been that way, it doesn't have to continue to be that way. So the biggest piece I want to leave is, you know, it's up to us to change the categories and it has already been changed. So just a real belief that we can shift these both across water, food, detergents, cleaning, um, just to a better reality because we already have done it and we can do it again. I love that. That's a great way to end the show. And I want to thank Ryan and I want to thank Rob from Clean Cult and Boxed Water is Better for sharing their stories with us. It goes much deeper than just sustainable packaging. These are companies with a real commitment to a better future. And I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank our listeners for joining us as well. You guys are amazing. I love our our listener base and we're going to be here same time, same place next week with more Go Green Radio. Until then, have a wonderful week and do something in your life to go green.
Did you get some terrific ideas from today's show? Please join us for more next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. It's Go Green Radio with Jill Buck here on Voice America. Go Green Radio is proudly sponsored by Covanta Energy, a leader in providing renewable energy solutions for a cleaner world. Visit www.covantaenergy.com for more information. We'll see you here next week. 